Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. The Around the NFL podcast. All they want for Christmas is football. <laughs> well, if that's the case, we're getting everything we want this year. Thanks, Santa. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. Dan Hansis with Heroes, Greg Rosenthal, and Mark Sessler. Can you believe it? Week 16 preview in bulk. How are you, boys? Feeling good. It, it It is a lot of football this Christmas. This is the most football Christmas there has ever been. And yeah. forever more will be. Right. Because yeah. next year. Can't top it. It will be more somehow. No, because next will be more. Next somehow. year, the football Sunday. So naive, Greg. <laughs> it will move. It will move to Monday. And then it's just it's it's tough. At what to point does off. the NFL have the power to just move days themselves? Well, and, that's a fair just, point. Like affect the calendar in a like a granular way. I think that's coming. It's like NFL one birth of Jesus zero right being shoved into the background. The day is literally just about a sport at this point. I feel like it's it's less about the assault on Christmas and more the assault on the NBA. They're like, oh, you had that. That was cute. We're we're going to try to take you out in a a big way. I feel like that ended. Football is completely different than basketball. The NBA schedule, they they've. Their counterattack was, I saw their schedule. Now they have like 40 games on Christmas. Five games, yeah. Yeah, it used to be like, a sh- basically it was just like, Michael Jordan's playing today. Right. Everybody tune in. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yesterday's show was um, with Connor Orr, by the way. But uh, I want to address something. Greg, you, you got on me a little bit. Um, uh, you said my common man ranking came down because we had to take another set of photos because yeah. of Mark's uh, dentist named Crentist. Yes. Um, so I was a little bit sweaty the first round because they didn't have a fan in there. Yeah. So I took the photos. She said did, she I, could surgically or whatever. Uh, didn't like that. Though. I did sweat. a service for you then. I, yes. I helped you. Worked I lifted out. you. On- I, that feels strong. You're still on our list, Mark, for what you did <laughs> to us. Um, but uh, you said my common man ranking went down. Well, it must be stated that we did get a, a, a photo uh, in the prep uh, yesterday for our photo shoot. Oh, you're right. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, and this watches on the fast channels. Watch this on YouTube. Let's check out 
And this is a normal occurrence. What we have here is Greg Rosenthal in the makeup room, and it's always multiple, um, uh, you know, makeup people working on Greg. Yes. Oh, right. And what? And you wonder of, what that's of about. Product and container. Well, it's the same as you guys. You guys no. get makeup. No, it's not. No, 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 no. Very often, I don't get any uh, any hair, but she did it today. Uh, but it's important. People should watch this on. You can watch it on the Fast Channel. You Look, can watch he's trying it. Trying to seg to a plug deflect, no, no, no. on deflect. on YouTube, uh, and I got nothing today. Right. And just look at what a monster I am today. No makeup, no hair, and it's just I actually am like seventy five years old now. <laughs> so when you see the difference, you'll you'll appreciate we used to have an on-site barber here that's what this tracks back and oh, greg yeah. was yeah. one of the people or might have been the person yeah because he didn't have enough clout but he still was give me a haircut and then the boss saw greg getting a haircut no. this is my theory and they shut down the whole operation the it guy was, was gone like a it's week like we'll give kurt warner a haircut yeah. but the guy from the podcast no <laughs> this whole thing is over i mean we needed to save money uh that was that, i liked uh, my guy back then and if you uh didn't check out the holiday special and fearless predictions from wednesday you missed Connor Orr, so go back and check that out. Uh, Connor reached out to us this morning, and he has a, um, a charity endeavor that he's – it's really a, a really nice thing that everyone should check out. It is the holidayfund.org, uh, Greater Newark Holiday Fund. Uh, they've been doing that for over 80 years, serving the greater Newark community. Uh, we put the plug out there, and multiple donations pouring in from around the NFL listeners, including multiple, uh, like, $1,000 donations, which is, let's get hip hop Santa back here. Eric. Yeah. Come on. Thank Eric. you. Eric. Listeners. Whenever uh, you have a chance to get hip hop Santa back in the mix, he's got to show up. Here it it really warmed the, warmed the heart of Connor and, and us yeah. too. It is awesome. How much our listeners showed up. So donate at holidayfund.org uh, slash donation slash Connor with one N hyphen or two R's. I mean, it tells me that among our listener fan base i mean wonderful people you know wire to wire mostly right. uh but mostly like, a giving group of people but also many of them wealthy it's so it's a nice combination well that once again and you know what i thought we learned a lot from the hallmark conversation yesterday mark it's not just because someone gave doesn't mean they're wealthy it might just mean they, wealthy of heart i mean wealthy well, of spirit that's not what i don't mean. know where you were going with that it's like i'm saying that inside there's a lot of abundance an abundance of football to get to uh, so let's get to it. Uh, week 16, we, we previewed the Saturday games and TNF. And speaking of TNF, uh, Mark and I will be handling tonight's recap of Rams Saints. Mark, uh, Greg, you you have your uh, Christmas. I don't, we don't want to touch anything about religion with Greg after the not. No, we celebrate <laughs> Christmas. Um, but you are going with your family. This is our sidewalk. This That's is nice. our big celebration. Yes, Ellis and Emika, both diehard Rams fans at this point, and uh, we're going. And then, yeah, they they get on a bird tomorrow night. So this is our last night together. It'll be really fun. I mean, That's the celebration nice. could go utterly south if the Rams were electrocuted. That would be sad, but it would be fun. It's still fun to go to a lot. You we haven't what? been to a regular season game in two years, so you know it's it's fun to go. In to honor there. in honor of your family having a, a wonderful night before they head to Japan. I'm locking them up. I'm locking up in the ring. Whoa. Which might be a curse. I, I, that worries me. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Rams. Whenever you could lock up a Thursday night game involving a 500 team, <laughs> you got to do it. Get it out. Uh, of I yeah. considered it very strongly, and I only didn't do it because I'm going and just I don't, don't, want, want, don't want that. Because you know what? Part of my bad season I'm having is you saying, oh, it's yeah. a good lock. It's yeah. a good lock. And then cut to 72 hours later. And I'm in a ditch with like seven I do, bullet I holes. I do like them a lot tonight. Um, squarely in last place, I believe. Well, squarely is strong. Well, I, actually, actually. I, I've never been what 
you have done multiple times, Mark, which is finish last. So my new goal is to beat Ooh. you out. I will not be finishing last, and it starts with the Rams of Los Angeles tonight. Well, you've given me something. Let's to go. I'm Rams. a game behind. I'm a game out. Let's, I'm That's looking called at you, Mark. squarely. That's called squarely. You're Mark, Dan at seven and eight. Tied. Mark at eight and seven. West Bros eleven and four and fourteen and one. That I. That is historical. I right told now. you, right now. I was saying this, Greg, two months ago that you had some magic going on. Admit that there's magic. 14 and one is absurd. In this season, I'm not admitting magic. Some luck and uh, eight weeks to go. And Cess Dog, you're right. eight and seven, so, you know, pipe down. I've done, <laughs> I've done excellent work eight of those weeks. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, potentially the game of the year. And I, um, uh, and I mentioned this on Wednesday, this game Ravens at 49ers is so important to both conferences, both in what can happen at the top of the conference and determining the number one seed and what happens at the bottom of the conferences and how it can affect uh, the Niners specifically, but really the Ravens as well, potentially from whether they, they rest their regulars um, in week 18 uh, because someone is going to be in a very good position uh, after this game, and uh, it is gorgeous. And and we'll start with this, Greg. There are members of the Ravens who are unhappy. This is a game. Uh, the spread is the Niners are given five points. Wow. At home, and the Ravens. And I I thought about locking up the Niners because when you have a chance to lock the Niners at home, like you go and do it. And maybe one of you guys are. But I don't like the Ravens getting all this. We're underdogs or disrespected vibe with John Harbaugh leading the fight call. Uh, so the, the, the people in the desert like the Niners here, but, uh, don't the Ravens have been finding a way all year long to win games. They have been. And I look to the run game right off the bat for, for both these teams, but especially thinking about how can Baltimore keep up with San Francisco? There's only so much you're going to be able to stop this 49ers offense. Lamar is going to have to have a great game. They're both going to, they're going to have to be able to score in this game. And I think they look a little bit to the Rams game, you know, and the way the Rams were able to run the ball on San Francisco. Some of the numbers San Francisco has against the run overall, very mediocre. They just gave up 234 yards on the ground to the Arizona Cardinals. They've missed a lot of tackles this year. The Ravens are really good at breaking tackles and uh, getting yards after contact. I think they'll, they will miss Keaton Mitchell because you, you lo- lose that explosiveness, ACL. but a down to down running game from the Ravens and certainly from Lamar Jackson gives them a chance. To me, these two teams, Mark, are like are kind of old school because like one of the big analytical precepts is, well, running backs are somewhat replaceable and off-ball linebackers are somewhat replaceable. And to me, these two teams got there here because they're so varied running the football. And for the the 49, the Ravens, it's less about the running backs itself. It's more about Lamar. And they're, they're here because their off-ball linebackers are fantastic and can actually shut down opposing passing games. So they're kind of old-school teams, and I, I'm really excited about that. I, I'm with you that you can puncture the Niners on the ground. And to your point, we just saw it last week with a, a pretty floating away offense in general in Arizona. Um, it, for me, it's like Baltimore's defense, which has been, it's been uh, the number one scoring defense and it leads the league in sacks. And that, that to me, if you can disrupt Brock Purdy, which we saw rarely, but in that one little down streak he had, um, pressure was part of that. But the offense, the way that it's operating right now in San Francisco, it's like I used to always try to compare teams to like the 89 Niners. This team is better than the 89 Niners in so many different ways. Mm, they boy. really are. And it's like, 
I, that was one of the best teams I've ever seen. But what we're seeing right now, over their last six games, they're winning by 18.8 points per game. There, there, there no, there's no, been no way to muzzle them on offense. So, like, we can talk. A lot of it is, like, how do you score and keep up with the Niners? Um, how, how do you stop the Niners? Like, it, no one's been able to do it. And, like, I think Baltimore gets, gets good, as good of a chance as anyone um, just based on how they've kept Cleveland games so close. Cleveland did a so nice close. job. Certainly weird Cleveland weather. Cleveland did. And I, I thought that was a, part of the season. That was like but. a legit weather game to me. But Cleveland did do a nice job. That Cleveland defense is a little bit different than what the Niners have faced before. Ravens have a bit of a different defense. Um, I, I think it's like the Niners ha- or the Ravens have been close in every one of their games. Even when they're three losses, they've been close. But this is like a historical outlier. Like you have to go back to the 1970 merger, okay, to find games like this where it's the two teams in December with the best record in the NFL. The last time this actually happened, in December, uh, and it's you'd think it would be more frequent, was the 1981 Niners wow. versus the 81 Bengals, which wound up being a Super Bowl Christmas match. night. I feel like Monday Night Football has been hitting home runs I, with these games. I, don't, I, yeah, I feel bad because they might be listening, those guys that would just smoke the cigars in Park Avenue and figure out the schedule. But the schedule's been outrageously good these last six weeks or so with these Island games and these big time matchups. And yeah, I think I'll point it out again because it can't be understated. Like they, they lost three games in a row, the Niners. Um, and they did it with Debo Samuel injured basically the whole time. He got Williams. hurt in that Browns game. Yep. Brett Williams uh, franchise left tackle uh, out during that time. I think Christian McCaffrey got banged up uh, in that Browns game too. So that was such an outlier. Debo Samuel has seven touchdowns in the last three weeks. And so you could, you could look at Baltimore and say, well, they've been doing it all year. They find ways to stop teams. They're so athletic in the middle of their defense. They got they got a lot of uh, depth. They can they can figure out ways. I don't think you could slow down this offense because if Brock Purdy is playing um, at this level and he stays healthy, I don't see this team scoring less than 30 points in any week for the rest of the season. I think we are lo- looking at something historic hmm. here. And if the Ravens, Greg, who I haven't liked as much as you have from the start of the season, if they go to San Francisco and win, like, that is incredible. I just don't see it, but that would tell you so much about that team. I agree, and yet I don't think it's going to happen. I'm locking up the 49ers uh, in this one. I I think there's a path. You know, it's whole, it's it's doing the whole thing where you limit possessions. That's how you keep it under 30 is just these long drives by the Ravens. Purdy's numbers are so good against everything. Mina Nick's Con- going to kill you for this, by the way. Why? Nick Wesley is going to kill you. You're locking up the Niners at home. This is not going to. Uh, I, I'm here. I'm over. I'm over. Like legislating what is a good lock. And what is been, it. I'm just saying when he's we, been hot on you. I'm when we, when we, two great teams. Though. Right. When we started this, the idea of locking one 11 and three team versus another 11 and three team would somehow be anything but like that's what the lock competition is for. New keepers I, not going to be happy. That's guys, all I'm saying. Well, we're not here to have to legislate Before, that. And I did well, one thing. I did tell Madison behind the glass before the show. Yes. I'm locking the Niners, too. Oh, no. I don't really care what anyone says. Oh, no. I'm not coming in last in this thing. (laughs) Yes, Eric? that business. Yes, Eric. Well, let's handle this one first. Here we go. (laughs) This worries me. Yeah, this is quite the conundrum, guys. Go ahead. Oh, this annoys me. I love this. Hey, heroes. We squeaked out another win somehow last week. We've done that a lot this year. A lot of sweating going on in fourth quarters. (laughs) This week, though, it's not going to be so close. The 49ers are going to roll over the Ravens. If Greggy had any marbles at all, he'd lock the Ravens for the 10th time this year and go mano-a-mano. 
True. I doubt he'll do it because he's going to say, uh, I don't really see that happening, Nick. I can't do it. But it's pretty good take grip. a chance. Live a little. <laughs> Go with your boys. Lock up the 49ers. And I have news. Christmas came a little early for the Wesling brothers this year. Baby brother Larry had a little boy. Oh. Named him Ezekiel Christopher Wesling. For real? Yes, the middle name is after his uncle. Mom and baby are super healthy. We're all happy. I want to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas. I hope to see you soon. Good day. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? Congratulations to Larry Ezekiel Christopher Wesling. That is wonderful. There he is. If you're watching on YouTube, you, you can see Larry. That's awesome. Yep. And, well, Larry and Ezekiel. Like, I call Zeke. him Zeke. Yeah, he's Zeke. He's Zeke. Uh, Zeke, Zeke West. Uh, yes, congratulations and Merry Christmas uh, to the whole Wesling family. And that is, you know, you're all locking the Niners. Well, I this wish. is great for really you. Good this about is great themselves. for you, though. Because oh, like, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen here. Niners by 37. I don't know. I don't. As the Rams flail the away fact, on Thursday the night. Fact we're all, <laughs> the fact we're all doing it. Yeah. The, the fact that we're all doing it and probably all of America is doing it. That, but how about what, how about what Nick said there? What? I mean, you've been riding the Ravens all season and now you're going to turn But the point of the locks is to, is okay. you, you're not as emotional. That's what you say to me. And I don't think they're as good as the 49ers. I just yeah, but, don't. But Greg, can I count it? Like the point of everything. Yes. Is the show. Entertainment. Yes. So it isn't just simply. Which Greg's been like, missing the point. He's yeah, like, I, like winning this above would be great all. for the yes. show. A, My cr- point a Christmas has... night Wesleyan versus Rosenthal showdown, just like the old. Amazing for the listeners. Actually, yeah. this works out well for me. My point has been to destroy this competition. Uh. I, I have said for years, and I've kind of done it. I've, I, right now, if I win for the fourth time in five years, it's 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 kind of over. It's just like it's lost. The Can you imagine intrigue. someone sounding you know more what? unlikable? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for the show. I'm locking the Ravens. There we'll we go. see what happens, man. Christmas night. That's a man. There we go. Let's, I'm going to do it for Nick and for Z. I see for one man on this side of the table. But the best thing here is, like, now I can enjoy the Ravens pulling off an upset because Nick's with me. I didn't even think of that. That was not on purpose. You know, come on. I'm disgusted by the whole thing. Anything else on this game? I'm I do definitely going to lose this lock. I do think... The Ravens love to disguise coverages. Brock Purdy. What if I move to the Niners? <laughs> you should. I will assassinate you. Brock Purdy versus disguise coverages sometimes this year. Like, that's the way to beat him is get a couple, not fluky uh, turnovers, but get con- some turnovers. Can you confuse him uh, a little bit? And can Kyle, who c- kind of makes a living building this whole thing around McCaffrey, the, the, the way defense is just key on McCaffrey in every single way as a runner and as a passer and everything in motion and all that, like, they do. If any team had the linebackers to try to slow them down, it'd probably be the 49ers, but the next team would be the Ravens. The Shanahan picks on those linebackers every week, maybe Roquan and uh, our guy, Patrick Queen, who's really improved. Maybe oh, I, he's the guy. That was my way they of They didn't pick up his option, did they? As I tried to think of his name. Did they pick up Roquan his rookie option? Our guy. I, yeah. Roquan is really more. Did they not even pick up Queen's option? I don't think they did. I think you're right. He's been a different player since Roquan's. So anyway, uh, that game, we'll see if that's a preview of Super Bowl 58. uh, And uh, that is a lot of fun. All right, let's move. uh, Let's work backwards through these other island games. So it is a triple header on Christmas because why the hell not? Uh, NFC East affair, Giants at Eagles. Let's give, and this is Eagles (laughs) given 12 points here uh, to the G-men. Um, so very clear that in the desert, the idea of Tommy Cutler mania, distant memory, I tend to agree with that. 
I also uh, tend to agree with anyone out there that agrees that something doesn't seem right about the Eagles. And you had uh, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, who, by the way, did you know he he blew off Drew Locke after the game? There's a shot of Drew Locke looking for Jalen at midfield after the game, and he goes, oh, I guess he's sick. He caught him on the mic. I don't know. That doesn't sound like everything we've heard about Jalen Hurts. I'm just telling you that what happened. Not he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and after the game, he he made a comment about, you know, people not necessarily being all in. He clarified himself or at least did some damage control uh, leading up to this a matchup with the Giants. When you think about holistically about uh, the things we want to accomplish and and everything that we're trying to do, um, that all runs through me. That all starts with me. And so when I say we... I mean, me, because I, you know, I'm, I'm the point guard out there. I'm the one that makes everything go. Um, and I'm the, I'm the guy that everyone trusts in to do and set the pace uh, for everything. That's in um, how I play. That's in my leadership. That's in every aspect of the game. And that comes with um, the shoes that I walk. And just to be clear, Hurt said after the loss last week that uh, he was questioning the team's commitment level. So, We've kind of been poking around this, like what's going on with the Eagles? You know, they they dumped the DC, uh, move promote Matt Patricia, and now they're on a losing streak. Uh, they sh- this feels though, Mark, like a, a perfect get right game uh, at home against the Giants. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the point spread is a little rich. Um, they they've been very successful. That this roster has been very successful against this most of these Giants players in recent history, and I, I think that matters. Um, they know each other really well. But uh, I think Hertz is on point about the Eagles. And you're right. We've been poking around. We've been seeing it. Um, it's, it's been a real skid. They've had a tough schedule. And I, I don't just chalk it up as just L's. It's like they've been losing to very good teams who are, you know, viewing Philadelphia as the number one target. Um, in this three-game skid, though, it's been a real disaster. And I thought that we saw, like, James Bradbury really melt down um, in, the, in the last game. And it victimized the team. Uh, they also, as a group, rank 31st in defensive EPA burst drop back over this three-game losing streak. I mean, teams are getting the best of them. Um, they have not been able to run the ball since week four. And I think early on when they're trying to figure themselves out, it's like, oh, they can run still. They can still be like that team from last year. They average less than 72 yards per game on the ground since week four. Hertz has the most interceptions from the pocket of any quarterback in the league this season. Too many term- turnovers this year. For Too Hertz. many turnovers. He's so like, many. It's, it's almost, I think that there was an assumption, and it wasn't like an incorrect assumption, that his rise last season and doing QB index, like he hung it one or two all season long for me. He, mm-hmm. he, after, he saw, after he saw what he was, um, he's not been that player. And it's a lot of other stuff happening around him too. It's not just him, but they've just looked a step or two down be, be, you know, from who they were, and it is part schedule. I do, tr- I still do trust them, but you don't find teams like this firing leaders and coordinators in December. That's atypical, and it tells you something that's going on more than we would even realize behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I still think that is a monster red flag, and I, you know, I, I listened to some Eagles coverage, uh, the PHLY podcast on the Eagles with, with Bo Wolf, I, I always enjoy. And like they, that team, they don't think they're even some Super Bowl contenders anymore in Philadelphia. And I, I'm, I'm pretty close to that point too. You know, they're plus 18 scoring margin for the year, so that that is closer maybe to how they've played in terms of uh, week to week than their record. Nick Sirianni said something this week. Make no mistake about it. And when when blame is going on. You know, the offensive coordinator, this offense is run the exact same way the offense was run last year and the year before that. 
this offense is my offense. It should go on me. I, I think it goes un, unfairly on Brian. And I thought right there, he kind of hit on it. Like, right. you got so close to it right there. The offense is running the same way. And I think it's very predictable at this point because they run the same concepts over and over. And I think you're seeing this a little bit with Arthur Smith too. Like what worked last year? And I, I even remember when Bever Patriots teams with Brady were coming off their best years, if they didn't change it enough, teams would catch up to what they were doing. And it's a boomer bust type of offense where he is hurts attempting very difficult throws. And he actually hits on a lot of, I think he's playing very well. And by very well, I just mean he's a top eight or nine quarterback. He's a fourth year player who's a second round pick who's a top eight or nine quarterback, but he's down quite a bit. Like you say, Mark, from where he was a year ago. And I think the biggest thing is like game management. Like there's been a lot of talk of like, Oh, are you a game manager? Are you a difference maker? Mm-hmm. It's like Hertz has not managed games. Well, he's made bad decisions in the biggest spots. Over and yeah. over. And Even his, that Jets game, some games that they won, he's made, like, in the biggest spots, he's made bad decisions. So I think he's playing well, but he's been a little scattershot late like, in games. But, Dan, do you think that there is an element where, like, we find out after that we know he's overtly not been fully healthy in a bunch of games? He was literally ill in this he's last He's playing. Game. He's playing. I mean, I think he's, you know I mean? I think he's playing through some tough 70% stuff, of though. the league is on their backup quarterback. The Eagles have had him. Week after week. Yeah, last week. I don't I mean, mind him skipping the sick. interview, though, because I don't know if you happen to see him in his post-game press conference on Monday. I was like, he should not be doing a post-game press conference. Well, he looks so disastrous and sick. I was just like, keep them away. Keep them away from everyone. It wasn't an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's no, I you're in the fraternity and I just mean lock out a big moment there. You go and dap yeah, him up because that he's means heading something. To the locker yeah, it doesn't room. take but long. Maybe he was thrown up. I don't know. Right. I don't care. I'm just pointing out that Locke was looking for him. He couldn't find him. 17 turnovers for Hertz so far this year. He had eight all last season. So it's that's been a big part of the offense. It's just not as clean. Nothing's been as clean with the Eagles. The Giants, I don't think we need to say too much about them. Um, let's move on. Raiders at Chiefs. This is the first game of uh, the Christmas Day coverage. This is the Nance Romo Wolfson you know, they listen, they got big paychecks, but you got Nance, Romo, Buck, Aikman all working on Christmas Day. You know, this is officially, and I looked this up, um, <laughs> the 78th Patrick Mahomes game that Tony Romo has uh, operated. as. The I can't tell if that's a joke game. or not. It sounds right. 78. I no, think that's, that's right. That's impossible. <laughs> it is a joke. <laughs> I feel like he's time traveled and done multiple games repeatedly. Uh, so, yes, we're at the same juncture once again. The Raiders, of course, they're coming up. Ooh, is this an episode of a rest stop? What is? <laughs> ah, it's, a, it's an episode of rest stop oh, it's with Greg Rosenthal. Greg, the Raiders, it feels like yeah. they haven't played in a long time because they played Thursday night. They got the Chargers organization blown up. <laughs> so now they get extra rest against the Chiefs. Is it going to matter? Thank you for that uh, sound on rest Good stop. Uh, Good up. Four extra days. Couldn't hurt. I do remember thinking. Couldn't hurt. I need more than that. Well, the we we built a whole segment around. Chiefs, you're reporting from the Vince Lombardi rest stop. Chiefs are favored. Chiefs are favored by ten, and the Raiders' first game against the Chiefs, they jumped out to a fast start. I thought Aiden O'Connell played quite well in that game. He also played quite well while helping to drop a, a sixty burger on the Chargers last time around. And uh, I'm with you, Dan. I'm sick of waiting for the Chiefs. No. Offense to get better. Uh, Is he gonna? No, I'm gonna lock up the Raiders. <laughs> uh, they, Ten points here. They're, Come on now. I think the Raiders could keep it closer than ten, and uh, 
the Chiefs' offense has actually gotten worse since their bye week. I kind of yes. thought, oh, maybe they would reset. Yes. They're 13th in EPA since the bye, 18th uh, with the pass. And how about Antonio Pierce? I, I know that the schedule is a huge part of it, but they were literally 26th in defense when they fired Josh McDaniels, EPA. Since that moment, and they're 3-3, three and three, I believe, in terms of win-loss. They're second. So I, I don't know if he's going to ever keep his job, but if you somehow beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, that would be a, a way to keep your job. I really think that he should be considered. I mean, like, I, I think a lot of it, this has been kind of a case study and like the human side of coaching matters. Like mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, like just lost this team a long time ago. And it was like every little nook and cranny you heard reporting wise was like more and more issues between former coach and teammates. Everyone wanted out of there. This has been a different experience. That said, um, I mean, the chiefs under Mahomes have dominated uh, this matchup. They have absolutely dominated, but this is a different chiefs offense. You are, we are seeing it week after week and the numbers start to become remarkable for a Patrick Mahomes led operation. They, they have the most drops in the NFL, 26 um, that they've had four plus drops in three games. And I mean, we, some of them have been on an Island performances where it's like, these guys are melting down and it's like, I am over. I'm with you, Greg, with a sense like I am done expecting them to do anything else. He, he leads the league by a large margin over the last couple of years of touchdowns to running backs. And that's what half their passing game is in the red zone. Now I want a couple things here and I'm still smarting. It's one of the great fantasy teams I ever built. And it was Mahomes in, in large part that got me picked off <laughs> in round one. So it should, it should be obvious that he's going to do what he's done literally all season long. He's going to throw for 201 yards two touchdowns, maybe a pick, uh, but, or because this is just the way I think now he's going to become a homes against the Raiders for everyone else. that's still in the playoffs. He'll throw for 406 <laughs> touchdowns. Totally could see that my guy, John boy, uh, Jimmy O'Brien, I uh, talked about, he's a great lip reader and he does baseball stuff. He's doing more football stuff. Apparently but like literally just after you suggested it. I don't, I, I feel like he's, you might've given him an idea there. I don't know if that's quite accurate, but I like the idea of that. Um, he uh, read the lips of Mahomes after the latest Kadarius Tony meltdown. He goes back to the sideline after Tony drops it and it becomes an interception that leads to a Patriots touchdown. He plops down on the bench, Mahomes, and he goes, and apologies, but this is journalism. I just don't get it, man. Referring mm-hmm. to Tony, mm-hmm. like everything. And I, you know exactly what he means when he says that. And here he is still targeting guys like Kadarius Tony. So the frustration around this team is real. It makes sense that they're going to figure it out, but they haven't yet. So I don't think they will. And it's going to be a closer game than people realize. This was the, the Jarrett Stidham game last year where he made it interesting in a weird like holiday Raiders Chiefs game. Jarrett Stidham's so annoyed because it was happen. like, I'm supposed to be the quarterback of the Broncos. <laughs> right. That made so much sense that I was the quarterback by Halloween, but he is still, I don't think, he, has he taken a snap up there this year? I don't think he has. Well, it didn't go according to what so. we pr- predicted. Let's yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to the, um, I can't even keep track. Oh, this is Christmas Eve night. Patriots at Broncos. Broncos, ah, nice segue. Like those accidental segues. Mm-hmm. Broncos given six and a half to the, the Pats here, uh, which is technically w- within our lock zone. So this is, you know, this is easy money. If, 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 if one were so inclined, um, Rich Eisen on the call with Kurt Warner and, uh, and Jamie Erdahl, uh of Good Morning Football. Um, Greg. Yeah. The Broncos feels like this <laughs> Greg is reluctantly to weigh in. This is just like yeah. a, a back pocket W that keeps them in the playoff race or, or cause I know you think Russell Wilson is still bad. 
the, average. The Patriots have a chance to uh, make this game close. They have a chance because I don't think the Broncos are so unbeatable and they sort of play uh, a type of schedule or a type of football that invites close games. They are only have a 24% chance to make the playoffs, the Broncos, according to the, the New York Times uh, predictor. But if they go 3-0 and over the next three weeks, which which on paper sounds like, okay, that's a big ass to go 3-0. and It goes up to 80%. So I'm, I'm torn here because they got the Patriots. The Broncos have the Patriots at home, the Chargers at home, and then their toughest game left is at Raiders. That's, uh, that is that is inviting. That is doable, and they are. And I apologize to uh, my uncle Dave. Uncle Dave taking who, a heater here. You still listen to the show? Maybe he still does. Used to. Uh, Justin, <laughs> uh, big Broncos fan. My cousin. You know, I don't want. This is the team I don't want to see in the playoffs because it's just the same thing every week. It's like Russell Wilson, hold, 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 check down, hold, 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 check down, and then you you have the. Long passes to Sutton, and that's all fine. But I watched this team, and we saw them on on Saturday night against the Lions. And to me, they're they're middling, but they're middling enough where they remind me of old Patriots teams. Is well, they just beat the bad teams on their schedule, and the Patriots are one of those. They've got a good defense, the Patriots. I mean, they're allowing about fourteen points per game since Week Ten, and that's been legit, and that's been against a couple. They're scoring good teams. thirteen points a that's game. That's the thing. So that, I think it's that's, like their that's offense, where the issue lies. Their offense, like, was I would have described it as dead months ago. Um. We have to come up with new terms and new words to describe what's happening now. And like Moribund? the idea that Bailey Zappi was going to come in and change the world. He was 17 for 19 in the first half last week. Then they go out. He's definitely been an upgrade. He's been better. But, but then as a team, like though. the 29th best quarterback. Right. Uh, you know, like as a 30th. team, they put up nice. 57 yards in the second half. I don't, I don't love their injury situation either. Like Ramondre Stevenson um, has been out for a while, still dealing with an ankle injury, He's not practicing. day to day, they're saying. So that's, yeah. that's possible. But you already have nothing. In the passing game, Juju Smith-Schuster's banged up with an ankle injury. Hunter Henry didn't practice. Blah blah blah. So doesn't it's matter. Like, it doesn't matter. We got all those guys are there. Yeah, one of these don't. I mean, the Patriots don't matter. There are several. We're now at the point of the season where these teams are playing out the string. The Patriots and every fan wants them to lose this game. Well, they matter That's if they can get Sean Payton to start screaming at Russell Wilson in a manner that when I rewatched it, it was oh they talked about was that this almost week. almost uncomfortable. Because Russell just sits there and takes it. And to me, this was, I, I'm fine with like coaches yelling at players, of course. I but mean, he was just coming from that. He's, he's just though. being a bully, yeah, though. Because That's not uncomfortable. That's this is what everyone's like. Everything needs to be sanitized now. That's a fired right. up coach. And the player who his job is to listen to the coach or to yell processing back. it. Maybe yell back a little bit. But here, here's the not reason why like that. Here's the reason why I hate it is because Peyton's not mad at Russell. Wil- he is mad at Russell Wilson in that moment. But the reason he yells is because he's mad at the call in the in the situation. And he's mad that he didn't just call a touchdown, that all he had to do was challenge it, and he had a touchdown. Sean Payton had just cost them seven points in that exact moment. He had totally blown it. <laughs> and he's mad about that, and he's yelling at, at you, Russell now Wilson. Now you're yelling at him. It just was like, Come on, do, bro. Do you, do, you, do you? How do you want him to respond to you? Now you're young. Uh, Come at me, bro. Uh, it's it was say, it, <laughs> Mike McGlinchey on Sean Payton yelling in the direction of Russell Wilson last Saturday. I think it's been completely blown out of proportion. All that is is competitive fire and frustration of certain things that go wrong. Like all that's, I, that's I'm true. more no, inclined I, to go down. That I agree road. with all that. Here it just was saying that this doesn't matter. I agree with that, but it just was unique in that moment that he. And even Peyton tried to say I was mad about the call. Well, then why, what are you talking about? What are you, why are you? Here's good news, by the way. The holiday classic. That See, we have this branded now. 
The holiday classic is back on NFL Network. Christmas Eve, watch a special night of primetime football as the Patriots take on the Broncos. The NFL holiday classic. It's Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL Plus. What, Mark? What could you possibly say here? I'm just going to say we've got we've scattered like 14 games on little literal holidays. I'm, like, I'm, re- yeah, it, Mark, I'm reading a promo is, for our network. I know. Well, well, no, the holiday they're classic. doing a great job. I'm excited about them. Have a nice time. <laughs> What do you want? What kind of discourse like are we having out of game, that read? Literally games on Christmas are not part of a holiday classic. This is our special holiday classic. Because it's on NFL there's, Network. There's like 42 okay. games happening in Mark, three days. Mark, it's NFL Network's game. The other, those the other games are I mean, aren't. I technically get it. So it's, it's just, their holiday classic. It's an annual tradition, maybe. Well, I, I, I think it's more fitting than either of you do. I couldn't be more in favor of it. Let's take a break and we'll get to the draft. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right, welcome back. It is time now for the first overall pick in the ATN draft presented by Draft Kings. Uh, Greggy, you are on the clock. I will take the game of the day. Mm -hmm. That day. This is December 24th. This will be Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve. It will be Sunday. It is the Cowboys at the Dolphins. The Dolphins favored by a scant one point. Uh, they're, mi- they're minus one Oh eight over under is uh 50. Look, I think this is going to be a score fest. So Let me ask you a question. And I like that more. If the Cowboys comport themselves in a more a competitive manner against the bills, this is probably, this is Cowboys by three, right? I think people are right. freaking out about them on the road now, which I, is not, they're three and four on the road and undefeated at home. I think I'll just you're say right. This, we're nobody's underdog. 
that last week's results had a direct impact, not just the Cowboys losing that game, but mostly that. And also the Dolphins winning 30 to nothing in, in such a convincing fashion. Because you start worrying about this Cowboys defense specifically last in the league in success rate allowed. So, I mean, there's one thing to like, okay, we're kind of bad, or there's this, or you can find some weird stat. Success rate is a very down-to-down stat of like, do we give up four yards very regularly when the other team runs it? Do, you know, on third and two, do we ever get stops when they run against us? And they were 31st in the league going into the Buffalo game. Buffalo took advantage of it in a way that other teams haven't. You have to stay close. You have to get the lead. And the Dolphins are a very different running attack in terms of how they run it. They also might be missing their entire right side of the offensive line, which really is a bummer. Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt, they might be down to one starter left on their offensive line, which is Teron Armstead. And even he's banged up, but I I think he's going to play. But their running game, Miami's, has been really good this year. And as great as Waddle and Hill are, and they'll make some plays here, I, I actually do think the way that Miami can win this game is to stay patient with that running game and attack like the Bills did Marquise Bell and Damone Clark. Two names I don't know if we've said once all year on this show, and they are the weaknesses of the Cowboys. They are the Cowboys off-ball linebackers, and you get that outside zone working with Moster. Achan was back at practice Thursday. Like, I can see them having a lot of success on the ground against the Cowboys in a way that I don't really see the Cowboys doing it, it on the other side. What happened against Buffalo, it's like, I think sometimes you get games where it's a fair question to say, like, did Buffalo put, like, a blueprint out there mm-hmm. for other teams that can run the ball well to try to mimic? And the, and the Dolphins are one of those teams. They, they lead the league in yards per rush, um, 3.5 yards after contact. So they're, they're, like, automatically effective on the ground. But a lot of it is, like, some of the runs we've seen from HN from Mostert all year long. When it's working, it's working. And I think, like, what it allows you to do if you're, Mi- if you're Miami, and if, especially with all these, like, offensive line injuries. I'd rather try to like engage our run blocking than our pass protection if we can Mm -hmm. um, to offset, you know, Micah Parsons, like two is good at getting the ball out. But if you can run like they did last week with Buffalo and James Cook, um, it kind of takes Micah Parsons out of the picture. It takes that whole side of their defense out of the picture. Uh, They are really banged up. But I I really think this is one way where Miami can do it. I I, I, I don't have a problem with it being favored by three. I mean, if if the favored by one, by one or three, but one's even nicer. If the Cowboys lay another egg on the road here, they'll they'll have done it again. They'll have snookered everybody because they'll prove to me that, oh, okay, I know what's going to happen. And whether it's the wild card round or the divisional round, you really are a team that you're kind of a front-running type team that can bully teams in your building, but you're vulnerable on the road. I don't. I still don't think that's who this team is. I think this is a different team. I, I I like them. I already said on Wednesday. I think the Bills can steal this division. That's a fearless prediction. Is he gonna do it? However, however, um, let's also keep in mind the Dolphins still have a two-game cushion here in the East, and they could put a chokehold. The whole goal for the Dolphins, and I know every Dolphin fan, even though we don't always see eye to eye, I'd be the same way as you. We do. We want to do everything in our power to not have it come down to week 18 because I hate that situation if the Bills keep winning here. Uh, And what a bummer it would be to let this division get away after you've had such a great year. You can beat the Cowboys at home and then hell, the Bills could slip up one of the next two weeks or you can go beat Baltimore next week and then the division's done. But I'm just saying you for a team that's 10 and three, we should give it or 10 and four. We should give them the credit that they could pull that off. 
and we shall see. So the Dolphins here, I think the uh, goal here is make week 18 not matter because if it does, I don't feel good. I like Greg, you mentioned this to some degree, but it's like I, I, a lot of teams it's December going through this. They have 17 players on the, on their injury report, Miami. And like a bunch of those guys will play. Right. Tyreek was as of Thursday is not practicing. Right. And I I guess it's like Tyreek will also feel like, feel like there's been four games where I thought he broke his ankle, but like 10 minutes later, he's running faster than ever. So he's a quick healer. And like, maybe you get the version of him you expect, but maybe not. And like their offensive line is about as banged up um, outside of maybe Cleveland and a few others as any team in the league. And so it's like, that does affect Tua. Like Tua missing offensive linemen last year was there were big sample sizes that showed the difference. Um, that's why I think this ground game with a minus Jonathan Hankins for Dallas is the way to go. He missed a throw or two in that Tennessee game that McDaniel in a clip that's been circulated pretty widely from hard knocks called out. And I love that clip because McDaniel starts by pointing the finger at himself, showing the team like I have accountability. Look how much I messed up. I should have had better play calls here. And the other two players he called out very interesting to me was Tua and Jalen Ramsey. Um, for specific plays, and he did it in a very like constructive, positive way. But that was almost Belichickian, kind of calling out the best player, saying, That's "You know, what you do yeah. That's what a good coach does." And and Jalen Ramsey has really been incredible this year, uh, way better than he was last year. Even mm-hmm. though he's a year older, coming off surgery, uh, he's a better player. He he kind of erased Garrett Wilson last week. He's you look at all his data points. Uh, he's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So. That was a major acquisition by Miami that has fortified their back end. Like what a match Fangio defense requires a cornerback like that in a lot of cases. And since he's returned, and I think we saw it right away, they've allowed they've allowed seven touchdowns and had nine interceptions. Like so, he really changed their pass. Defense. So his matchup against CeeDee Lamb, and he could travel with them a decent amount, uh, is as good as it gets. And the other thing I'm just watching is, was it just a bad week for Dallas offensively? Because this is a very tough Dolphins defense over the last two months, they've really come into their own, their defensive lines playing great. Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Bradley Chubb is, you know, that, that game against the Jets, I know it was the Jets, but it was the most dominant defensive performance I saw from any team well, all year. I, I know it was against the Jets, but I just mean the level of ferocity and dominance was kind of next level. So now it's against an offensive line, which has been great until last week. That's a really good matchup when, when the Cowboys had there wasn't a better, more impactful pass rusher than Bradley Chubb last week either. So like if he's going off, uh, that's major problems for Dak. I'm but picking the ca- the dolphins in this game. What do you guys got? I, you know what? I want the Cowboys to show us that they're different, you know, like, so I have my, I have some doubt that crept in after last week, but that was also a tough spot in Buffalo. I like the Cowboys. I take Miami by a field goal. Miami. Meaning they're going to win 3 nothing. A Miami. <laughs> I'm not moving on until I get a Miami. Miami. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with code ATN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code ATN. The crown is yours. All right, let's move uh, to the second pick. It's mine. Here's a here's a tricky situation. Oh, tricky-dicky situation. Because I want in. I like watching the games live, okay? It matters to me. I went, I want in on this Browns magic, but then I think to myself, well, that Mark doesn't, does Mark carry? He he said he's historically a Browns fan, but I don't want to take that game. I want in on the magic, but I don't want to take that from you. So I'm going to say to you, Mark, 
Do you want the Browns game? Yeah, I do. Okay, so then I will go in a different direction. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's then go to the team around the NFL. Um, and this is a... I think this is telling that when I'm looking at the games I feel most comfortable with with picks, it's the last two weeks I'm looking at the Vikings and I'm thinking, oh, they're a team that's going down. Um, and and yet they really did. They were up 17-3. Uh, late uh, last week and they looked like they had kind of figured some things out and gotten some swagger back and then they let that game of course uh, get away lose to Jake Browning late so now their backs are against the wall and I like that on one hand uh, Minnesota at home desperate for the win but I also wonder if the Lions are uh, have shaken out of their funk and the Vikings are now getting the Lions when they are in a good spot and you got Jared Goff playing indoors coming off a five-touchdown game, and, and this does feel potentially to me, uh, Greg, like the kill shot of the mm. team around the NFL. I don't want it to be that. I'm, I'm pulling hard for, uh, for the team of ATL, but uh, I don't like this matchup for them. I just don't like it. Well, they have them twice in the last three weeks, and the Lions, I mean, the Vikings can probably make the playoffs if they split those. Uh, if if they lose this game, uh, their chances to make the playoffs go down to still 35%, which isn't bad. So they basically, I, I ran it a few different ways. They got to go two and one in the final three weeks. When you say I ran it a few different I mean, ways, I, what does that mean? I mean, exactly? I just, on the little playoff calculations. No, I don't do anything. New uh, York, in this case, it's New York Times, but there's a few <laughs> different ones. ESPN has one too, where you like do the combo of, okay, they lose this game, but not got that it. game. You do a three and oh, you do one and two. Does it matter? In this case, it doesn't matter much because they have all division games left. They got to win two out of three is basically the end of the story to have a chance. They'll have a good chance. Uh, so they could afford one more loss, but at some point you got to stop the bleeding. This is that point. I'm just fascinated to see Flores versus Jared Goff in this matchup and that blitz um, going after him. The offensive line played really well last week. Detroit's with Frank Ragnow back at center. They're healthy as they've been all season long. And they really handled what Denver tried to do. I think Minnesota is a more aggressive, better version of that defense. But if they can block it up, forget it. I think they'll start going up and down the field like Browning did at the end of last week. I think that's the matchup because they're, the numbers that are out there show that obviously in a Flores, we know that they're blitz happy. Um, they rush six plus guys more than any team in the league. Um, they rush, you know, four to five and other variations pretty much more than a team in the league. And Goff has actually been successful in that situation. When that when he's dealt with a four or five man rush this season, he's got twenty three touchdowns, which leads any other quarterback in that situation in the entire league. And like I, I like I like a couple things for the Lions. Like I thought they got out of their funk last week big time. We got the pristine version of Goff. They're running the ball really well. Um, they to me essentially they don't play outside again for the rest of the year. That matters. I think they're the kind mm. of team that you don't want to stick them in the elements and. This game in general, it's like this division in general, if you look at the Packers too, are just littered with young, like the future of the division is happening right before our eyes because like Jameer Gibbs has been statistically one of the best running backs um, and versatile running backs in the league since he came back from his injury. Sam Laporta is a star. Jordan Addison for the Vikings is a future star. I mean, it's like there's a lot of young talent. Jamison Williams is kind of finally showing it. It came off at one of his best games. You want to see more, but that's the start. Like Daniil Hunter, who they finally kept in this like cost-cutting offseason, like leads the league in sacks right now. I mean, th there's a lot to yeah. like here from a two-team building perspective. And also, I like 
let's think about this. Brian Flores basically runs the type of defense that I play in Madden. Not that I played Madden for a few years now, but like <laughs> he either blitzes the house or he has this drop eight concept where it's like one or the other. They say he's like one of the more extreme ways to run a defense in the league. It's a, it's like a popular college concept. And uh, I'm just curious to see how that affects or how they can get burned. There is, there is a crazy stat out there that the lions have a chance uh, to be the first team in uh, a long time trying to think who would have been uh, to have two 1000 yard receivers and two 1000 yard rushers. Wow. So they don't get talked up as enough as, uh, uh, as much as the Niners, for instance, for having infinite weapons. And maybe the stars aren't quite as bright, um, uh, but they have so many ways to beat you. And I think that makes Minnesota vulnerable too to get beaten by their aggressive blitzing. Goff is not Joe Montana. Goff's not going to the hall of fame, but he can read a defense and get the ball out quickly. I just hate this matchup. I hate this matchup for a team of ATN. I'm worried too. I did. I did pick the lions in this game. Oh, by the way, the lions, how about this Detroit fans that have been listening to the podcast from the very beginning <laughs> and you already know it. But for those that don't know, it's been 30 years since the Detroit lions won a division title. Only your brownies, Mark. There's, this is fun. Yeah. They're sandwiched between the Browns and the jets. Uh, 89 for the Browns, as yep. you know, but 2002 close. for the jets and Raiders as well. 1993, the last time the Lions won their division, which means they actually never won the NFC North, which was reconfigured in 2002. So here is uh, their chance to do it. All they got to do is win. Mm. They win the NFC North, and that will be a well-deserved division title. And as a former team around the NFL, uh, I feel proud because the idea that we would have got them the year before they became mainstream. I wanted to do them again. You guys were, were against just that. Another, I, I'd be having fun with them. Right up the avenue of Flashpoint Focus. We were, right. mm. you know. It's not as fun, though, Greg, because we set them off, and they were a good team from the jump this year. We like to okay. find a team they've, to get behind. They've still exceeded expectations. They're way over the... Uh, Weren't they favored to win the division? Sure, but like their over-under for wins was like 9.5, I believe, and they're, they're already at 10. Uh, they're, by the way, minus three in this game, minus 170. So they are favored to, to win their division. And I think your points about all the stars in this game are right. I, we keep, we've keep we said, like, Gibbs and Laporta, what a great combination. But I'm, I'm not sure we've quite circled, like, how good they are. Right now, I'm with you. Jameer Gibbs, other than Christian McCaffrey, I'd like to – I'm trying to think of which running back I would rather have this week. Hmm. Yeah. Like – Jameer Gibbs, the explosiveness is just crazy. Just the combination of skills is just crazy. And Laporta is doing things in terms of his numbers that haven't been done since Mike Ditka. It's one of the great rookie seasons by a tight end in history. That's like these two are among the very best. I was thinking about all pro tight end. Okay, it's it's probably Kittle one. Who would be number two? Like it's very possibly Sam Laporta. I have that's, no problem with that. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And across the way, like people were killing them for trading away TJ Hawkinson. It's like, well, you just went and got a better player. Well, he's excellent. I, too. I like Hawkinson too, yeah. but it's like it was it wasn't yeah, I think just that, like you I know, think they both kind of won that trade. Nice win win. Yeah. I agree. Uh all right. Let's uh let's move. Um up next, Mark, and I think we know where you're going. Yeah, I will go Cleveland at Houston. Uh I think this is a classic case where I had if Houston were healthy, this would feel like not even trap game because they're tied atop their be a great game. Absurd division. Right. It would be yeah. like, it would be a very intriguing matchup. The problem is it just does not sound like we're getting CJ Stroud. I hate that. By the way, when you have a head injury, 
you miss a game and right. playing it smart. When it's still hanging around now into week two, you start to worry about when we see this guy. Again. Yeah, because I, I thought like, like watching that when it happened, because you're waiting to find out how serious some of these concussions are, if you're going to come back next week. It looked bad. I mean, he looked completely out he of it. He's having sensitivity to light still like a week later. Yeah, so he's 30. like, that's not great. Um, Nico Collins did come back to practice. Uh, Jimmy Ward for the Texans came back to practice. Will Anderson does not. that He did not. So I don't know what's going to happen with that one. And that's a big deal against a Browns offensive line that is completely battered right now. Like Will Anderson and this defense in general for Houston, like with or without Will Anderson, um, I think kind of what we saw last week when you got guys like Jonathan Grenard and Derek Barnett, Jerry Hughes, Derek Stingley, like they're a really well-coached, interesting defense. And because Cleveland is so banged up along the offensive line, that I, that's the version of what Joe Flacco could be put into that I don't love because, you know, that was, it's been a great story. And last week was a heroic performance to kind of come back through the mistakes that he made. But there were a lot of turnover-worthy plays from Flacco last week. Like they aren't, they're one of the worst, like he's made them better. But statistically, over the course of the year, they've been one of the worst passing attacks in the, in the league. But I think his connection with Njoku, uh, with Amari Cooper, has been legit and, like, immediate. And so this is a game where if you're the Browns, I, I don't think you can you, it couldn't, you couldn't get the Texans at a better time. And if you can just have your defense do what it n- normally does against Case Keenum and friends, um, you then would move to 10-5. and five. Yeah. And at that point, like, you're pretty locked in for the playoffs, barring... An absolute disaster. And you're, and you're only you. one back uh, in the division. Right. Um, I am not going to say it again. I said it last week. It Everything kind of makes sense that the Flacco thing comes down to earth. And sure enough, he made those big throws at the end. He had a mistake-filled game. And why did he have a mistake-filled game? In large part, because the offensive line wasn't as good and he was hurried and he forced throws. So is there a reality here where Flacco now, he had his little run and it runs out? Perhaps, but the matchup is good. Like you said, they, they, they're getting a Houston team that's in a bad way physically, and maybe this just is a special run here uh, with, with Flacco, and he keeps it up. Don't like that he shaved his beard. I don't like you on it. That. I don't get why you do that. I don't think athlete. you change anything right. when you're having mm-hmm. a little magic carpet ride moment. Um, and I just want to also say, and I, I don't think I formally have done this, Mark. Um, so the uh, a buddy of mine uh, in my fantasy league uh texted this morning he can't believe he's in a place where he's in a semifinal matchup and he's trying to figure out whether to start Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes or David Njoku with Joe Flacco but that has been the connection of connections these last couple of weeks um, I do formally have to make a, David Njoku and Joku you're my guy oh wow he is officially I- uh, your guy I, you know, I think that, that um, just how to put that on the record. Yeah, but the getting your guy thing is typically kind of like ahead of the trying to get ahead of the curve on that. But you've been talking about Najoku. Who's um, been more ahead of the curve? No, for you, on Dave, for a, for a long time. And I and I have like, <laughs> I was caught in a place where I found him to be very frustrating for a long. Like you can see the potential, but it's but all there. It's happening right now. He's been awesome. Um, his story in general this season is like one of the better stories for a player around. So enjoy your guy. I mean, I. <laughs> Thank you. I think uh, and Merry Christmas, Mark. Thank you. For this game again, that was. Thank you. You can watch it too. At no, we'll be at our homes. You know, you can I, can watch it. I can't. I don't want. I don't want to take this from you in any way. This is your world. Then I'll need to do a very clean reporting job if I'm going to come in. Because you like you screen. like you've said you like to have the game on an island where no one else is watching it. I don't want to watch it. Take that. I don't away require from you it. I don't require it, but I do like to have <laughs> my own 
beat, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Sorry, Greg. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> I've been enjoying this, and I like the return of my guy. Dan's got just like he's got all these uh, segments in his pocket, and you never know he's going to bring one out from like Big four years four years ago. <laughs> By the way, this is a rematch. It's uh, the longest. I know it feels four years ago, but I think it was last year. Oh, okay. But we've been doing this a long time. It's the longest gestating um, revenge game in history. It's not even a revenge game. It's just a rematch. Uh, Joe Flacco starting for the Ravens. Uh, lost the game 25-13 to 13 to mm-hmm. Case Keenum and the Houston Texans. Uh, that was back on December 21st, the day we're taping here, 2014, back when our friend Chris Wesseling was letting his Case Keenum flag fly. Oh, freak right. flag. And yeah. here we are you know, nine years later, and the two guys are starting the, against the, each the other. Keenum back Chris with the Texans. Often utter, let your Case Keenum freak flag fly. He was a fan. I think he loved Keenan came out of the gate hot. Like he liked to, to throw the ball deep downfield. It wasn't always perfect, but there was something to like about him. I did not think Keenan played, played great last week. And I do think the Browns defense has now separated. And this is obviously a great matchup for them with anyone else as the very best defense in the league. And they've gotten a little healthier on the back end the last few weeks. And just like, they're so, so good. I just, especially I, against the pass. I just trust them to win any game. Uh, is he gonna? No, but uh, I will point out they're uh, favored here by three, the money line, 148. I am picking the Browns, though. Okay, good. Good. Mark. It stays with me. Um, I'm going to take Jaguars at Bucks as my late game. Uh, the Bucks are given a point there with a money line of minus 118. Uh, Jacksonville, I'm kind of like, I, I, was, I was like, do I want to watch this game? Like, am I not tired and slightly fed up with the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point. But uh, we will press on. Um, <laughs> we will press on. Trevor Lawrence, like, progressing well, according to Doug Peterson, from the concussion protocol that he's Good. nested in at the moment. Uh, no Christian Kirk. Zay Jones hurt. I think they've been really affected by the loss of Christian Kirk. Last week, it was such a frustrating watch because, first of all, don't get in your own way. They had that drive against the Ravens that melted down inside the five. Um, no points. They missed two field goals. No points, no points. It's like, that's the difference in this game. It's just simply kind of go do what we'd be asking you to do, and you're in a different place, and we're thinking about them differently. Uh, they can't rush the passer. Uh, they, they're going up against the Bucks team, and I know that, you know, we want to talk about Case Keenan versus Joe Flacco. Like, C.J. Beathard, if that's what we get, versus um, Baker Mayfield is... Not the matchup you'd think in December would be a stirring showdown between two potential playoff teams, but Baker Mayfield has still been... Is, still isn't. It isn't, but Baker Mayfield has has been really very, very good. And we saw what he did against Green Bay. He had um, a career-high nine completions of 20-plus yards last week against the Packers, a bad Packers defense, but no other player this year has done that. He's the only one that has. So it's like his highs um, are high. Like, their own sex against winning teams, the Bucks, but mm. they are ninth in pass EPA. So I, if they were sitting there at 27th or 28th and you have one Baker Mayfield game, kind of like last year, but they have been productive through the air. And Chris Godwin is coming off an awesome game. Mike Evans as well. The Jaguars defense has been falling apart before our eyes. So if you, this game is in Tampa, um, I wonder if this is sort of a fatal blow to the Jaguars who suddenly sit tied in the AFC South with two other teams. Why, why is it only a one point? I think people don't believe favorite. In the, in Maybe the, they well they want to see what's happening with Trevor hope Lawrence. For Lawrence, yeah. but we're taping Thursday. Lawrence hasn't practiced yet, so yes. that that's a bad sign. And you mentioned yeah, Zay Jones is definitely gonna miss this game 
too. And yeah, defensively, like the Jaguars don't have a great pass rush, which is how you bother Baker. Some of the numbers behind Baker is really interesting. I mean, he throws the ball downfield in terms of his average depth of target deeper than anyone in the league except C.J. Stroud. So this is a vertical offense. They found ways to get Godwin open. I like that Bowles finally kind of stood up for himself and, and benched Devin White last week. It sounded to me and to people there like Devin White felt a certain way about it and essentially benched himself and decided not to be a backup. I don't know what's going to happen this week, but people that I trust, uh, John Ledyard, who covers the Bucks, was saying his replacement, K.J. Britt, the last couple of weeks has really been a stabilizing force in terms of not making the types of mistakes that, that Devin White, because their defense isn't great in Tampa, but the offense has been good enough to beat bad teams. And I think the Jaguars right now are a bad team. They're playing poorly. And if they don't have Lawrence, they're borderline unwatchable. I think I like the bucks uh, to keep rolling here. I will say uh, the Jags fan knows Jacksonville has been much better on the road this year. They're five and one on the road this year. So uh, they're not going to go into Tampa and blink. So, just hope Lawrence plays. Come on. Let's make that a good game. Um, let's move on. I have the next pick. It's getting dicey. Ooh, it, it ain't really so is. spicy. I'll grab a late game. Uh, Cardinals at Bears. Uh, Bears given. Merry Christmas. To four you. and a half on this one. Yeah, this is going to be. Uh, I see so you like to have a nice, uh, good focus on one of the games of the season. Um what is the game? Cowboys Dolphins. Cowboys Dolphins. So you want to, this will be just an eyeball on this game, watching it. And there's some things going on that you need. Well, I'm just being real. One, um, eyeball. one eyeball on the game, uh, the bears and the Cardinals. So uh, Justin Fields is to me, the biggest storyline here, how he finishes this season for the bears uh, really matters. Cause it's going to affect a lot of things. It could have like a, a butterfly effect, obviously on the draft. I think at the end of the day, when the bears inevitably pick first, um, you know, there's a good chance they move on from him, but home, Arizona, home, Atlanta at green Bay. If he balls out, it gets very interesting. Uh, and you can look at it the same way on the other side. And, and Greg, I know you've said that you've been very confident or you see you're more in the camp of oh, the Cardinals are going to stay right where they are, uh, at quarterback and uh, build around Kyler. I'm still not convinced. I think there's still a lot of, you know, I know they've changed leadership there, but I, there's a lot of bad blood with Kyler and some things that have happened in the past. And I just wonder if they want a fresh start and think they could gather good, uh, good resources in return. But either way, Kyler finishing strong puts them in a good spot in either situation. Right. And it, this affects the draft so much when I, you know, as a Patriots fan kind of watching their draft position, this is probably the Cardinals best chance to get a win the rest of the way. That's true. Also of the commanders this week who play your jets, maybe the jets could help out the Patriots. Uh, because otherwise there could be ties and and who knows the the Bears could have a very high second pick if they don't win out. Ibraflus needs to show a proof of concept. I think we've seen it defensively. They couldn't finish out that game against the Browns, uh, but the combination of their linebackers and what they've been doing up front with Montes, what you, you would think their defense would be enough. But I, I thought Kyler played pretty well well enough against the 49ers too. Like I, I've liked what I've seen uh, out of him and the idea of maybe adding. Let's say they have the three pick a Marvin Harrison Jr., a big-time weapon, to me, is more attractive considering his contract and just the uncertainty at quarterback. Yeah, I thought the, like, the, inter- like the interesting thing with Kyler Murray is like very few quarterbacks, when they're drafted, are drafted specifically to be paired with their coach 
and their coach's system in Cliff Kingsbury. And so it's always like, what's he going to look like in a, in a new offense? Um, he's been d- doubly accurate on deep throws this season. They're averaging five more points per game with him. But they've been a great run team, though, and I think that's the matchup for me. They put up 234 last week, we mentioned, against the Niners. Um, and the Bears have the number two run defense, EPA-wise, league-wide. So that's kind of like the inflection point. All right, next game. Mar- uh, Greg, you got two in a row here. Oh, you didn't want to go longer on that one. Pinch me. Covered. It's the, like, yeah, it, try to save our jobs bowl, Cardinals, Bears. Uh, for the quarterbacks, that is. I like the Bears. There. I like the Bears to play well enough down the stretch there. A lot of people trying to save their jobs. To uh, maybe save some jobs. Uh, I am going to take the Indianapolis Colts at the Atlanta Falcons. Meaningful game here for both teams. Falcons still very much alive. Uh, only one back in the NFC South. As, as, as much as it feels like they're dead, all they need to do is probably win this week and, and they could be tied for first again or, or, or stay one back of the Bucks. They're not, they're not out of it. It's uh, Oh, just let them slip away. Two. I want them, them to. In fact, I, uh, I noted this week. Float away. Fly away, Falcons. There's only, there's only been six teams, okay, eliminated from playoff contention so far. Six teams this entire season. That's it. 26 still alive for the Super Bowl. That's a lot. The Falcons have lost to four of those six teams. Oh, no. Panthers, Jets, Titans, Washington. I mean, give me a break, Falcons. That is they just... the Jets. Maybe it's not the Jets. Yeah. I knew it was four. Everybody beats the Jets. It's four of the six. Now I just ruined my nice little. No, it was nice otherwise. They stink. You had it, though. You have the general vibe that they're not. When you, when you offer these version, <laughs> it's good it. not to dig too deep because everyone's like, that must be true because Greg said it. So just don't. Dig I mean, it is deep. true. They've yeah. lost four, it, but it was to the Commanders, the Cardinals, mm. uh, the Panthers. Mm. <laughs> that's pretty rough. And who am I? You can just stop there. I mean, I mean and that's, the Titans. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Arthur <laughs> Smith's resume right now. Right. That's and the, the, the Titans are the fourth one there. I did not get it wrong. I wonder if uh, the owner was on uh, PBS or anything uh, last <laughs> night. We got that, that developing news uh, out of Georgia uh, Public Television. Yeah, I believe it was public broadcasting. Public broadcasting. It's just doing the rounds. It's a it's a Taylor off right here. I mean, he's going with Taylor Heineke to save his job. Arthur Smith. We talked about it on Wednesday. Jonathan Taylor also might be back uh, for the Colts. I think it makes sense to trust Heineke in the biggest of spots, which is trying to save uh, your job. But there's there's more to like with Indianapolis right now. They they remind me of. Uh, of poor man's Philly in that, hmm. well, they've yeah. got Steichen, obviously, but that the lines are really playing well. And if your lines are playing well, your ceiling is a little higher than, than you realize. And their defensive line is really playing well. They protect pretty well. They run block pretty well. And, and that might be enough to win this division. It's getting serious. I think like the, speaking of the two resumes for the coaches, like if you're Arthur Smith, you have to explain why like Janu Smith is a bigger deal than Kyle Pitts. You have to explain why, Bijan Robinson every, feels like every third week like is not doing what you're asking at 11 yards rushing last week. They're 26 on the ground in EPA. Um, so the whole vision doesn't make sense. You're switching your quarterback while you're still in a playoff race. Um, and on the other side, like the Colts have 12, 20 plus point games, which is tied with Miami, Baltimore and Detroit. They've been really consistent and productive with a backup quarterback and Gardner Minshew, where even in some games where he's, you know, been a turnover robot, they're still finding a way to produce. And I think if you get Jonathan Taylor back, the vision becomes more into focus. I, I would rather see this Colts team in the playoffs. I know they don't do something for you, Dan, necessarily, but like 
they're gonna give they're gonna be the same team in the playoffs, I think, too. I just trust them to go out. And I thought last week they like dropped an A bomb. Yeah, but they're the they're kind of the ultimate we know they're just there for but that's a round half, that's playoff ha- team. But that's but, half the playoff field right now. That's probably any team in the AFC South, but there is a world where Lawrence gets healthy and they just find I don't their I don't agree with year. your playoff take, Mark, about there should be less playoff teams. Well, but not you every can't year. really go deep on that take and and then be like, oh, the Colts. We need the Colts. I think the Colts but, offer hope for the future. I really do. I think. Oh, I, I didn't I, say that. That's right. not the case. But I but I also think they. I I don't know. I feel like I've picked them a number of these weeks, and they're watchable. And like I, I don't. I think kind of think Gardner Minshew when he's on, and it's their defense too. I kind of just think they're a balanced, interesting roster. Um, I would take the Colts in this game. But the way the NFL works, and the the money line is actually minus one hundred two for the Falcons, so the the Colts are slight underdogs. Like the way the NFL goes this year, the Falcons will actually yeah, win it just to mu- just yeah. to like muck it up and keep it all mucky, super super mucky. And I think you had it right, Greg, with um, Arthur Smith. He kind of showed his hand by going back again uh, to Heineke. He's basically throwing up his hands, like I got it wrong. Yep. And now I'm just trying to save my job. Like I put my entire head coaching career potentially on this Ritter kid and I bet big and lost. And now I need a Hail Mary from a, a career backup in Heineke. You know, could have signed Lamar to that offer sheet last <laughs> but no, Desmond Ritter was really good. Those last three weeks he threw for 201 yards. They were so game. insistent on not doing that. An excellent run. We're good. Quarterback we have, the, we have Desmond Ritter. All right, let's take a break and uh, finish this out. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks back to you, Greg. 
Well, there's only two games, unless I'm mistaken, and one of them involves the Jets, which means I'm taking the Packers, and I don't want to watch the Jets anyways. No. I'd rather watch this game. Packers minus I'm five. giving out Christmas gifts all there over the place today. games, by the way. I'm surprised okay. to see you're skipping over your precious little Seahawks. I missed that. My bad. Um, you turned in your card already. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll just stick with Packers minus five at Panthers. Money lines minus 230. I, I don't know. I'm at the point with this Packers defense where I feel like anything is possible in a bad way like that. Even this game, which where I'll you know definitely pick the Packers to win, but I, I don't even know anymore. They're 29th in defensive DVOA. It just feels like they they know uh, they don't have answers and they're not able to adjust. Now, you know, you, you shouldn't need to adjust much when you're playing the Carolina Panthers, but the Packers also now have no margin for error. They're really not dead here at a uh, six and eight. They have to They're win a out. wounded animal. They almost have to, you know, go, you know, going through the, the systems. It's uh they're 20% to make the playoffs, but if they won out, they're more likely than not uh, to make the playoffs. They're at Carolina at Minnesota. That's a big one. And then home for bears. I think it'd be tough for this team to win three straight right now, but they're capable enough. To me, Jordan Love is symbolic of the team in general, which is, man, there's a lot of good stuff to like. You saw that last week. A lot of really special throws, but he also was a little erratic last week. A lot of missed throws, too. Just five or six where you're just like, wow, that, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to be Mr. Accurate. And with a defense this bad, you kind of need him to just be next level. Yeah, like I said, that was one of the worst defensive efforts you'll see right. by a team all year uh, last week in that loss for Green Bay. And, you know, this is the other game I was looking at as a, a lock. You could lock against the Panthers, who already got now that little, you know, gift of a second win last week. Win last week against Atlanta. They're probably ready to pack things up at this point. But they're also not playing for a draft pick, so there's nothing. There's no tanking going on here. They are trying to win this game. Um, yeah, this is. I think the Packers are the more than any other team are are the epitome of why this season's been very difficult to figure out in a lot of ways. A, a young team right? That struggles early on, figures it out and they're playing inspired, confident football. And then that just dissolves. And now we're two eggs in a row, two eggs in a row at the most critical juncture of the season here in December. And now you just don't know what to make of them. So while I wanted Mark to lock up the pack here, it's like, how can I trust anything about them after their last two weeks? Yeah. I think that's it. Like if you're going to, if you, if you want to win a lock, like don't take a team where like I think there's a lot of a lot to like on offense, but they've been one of the worst defenses around over the last five games, giving up 400 yards per contest. That's the most in the NFL. Um, they've been beaten up on the ground, and I kind of like have a request for the the Panthers because it's like we're, we're not going to learn a whole lot more about Bryce Young between now and the end of the season. He is who he is. Um, maybe next year will be better. That's what you'd hope. But why not like run the ball like 44 times? <laughs> And just keep Green Bay off the field. Like, can't they have, Dry. like, Chuba Hubbard's been pretty good on the ground, and they've had a couple moments where it was like, even back when Frank Reich was there, it was like, there was these drives where they did, they look like last year's Panthers on the ground. Like, just as an experiment, just go run the ball 44 times and see what happens. Look, it right. can't be any worse. I mean, yeah, go get a win, Carolina, and put the Patriots in the mix for number one. Right now, their strength of schedule, which is the tiebreaker, is exactly tied, which means. It's going to change, but if for some way reason that happened by the end of the season, they would actually flip a coin to decide who gets the number one pick. That would be an exciting coin flip. I mean, the Packers don't want to help the Bears, though. It won't happen. Uh, That's that's true. Uh, That 
Interesting. Packers could be setting the Bears up with the number one draft pick. Uh, or helping. By the way, this is That's been- saucy. But, and hey, Bryce Young had his highest PFF grade of the season last week. It was only 77. He made some throws is, on that last drive. Like a, well, that last drive like a, was pretty crazy. Which is a good game. A, a nice 77 grade from them is actually you know, quite good. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll play his best down the stretch. I think you're referring to the, and you got to be careful about following this person's offensive game planning, but there was a, uh, a Geno Smith, Rex Ryan era Monday night football game against the Dolphins. I want to say about eight or nine years ago where the Jets ran the ball 50 times in the game. Gino had eight pass attempts yeah, uh, with like two minutes to play. They lost that game, by the way. But I would think you don't want to, if you're taking the ball out of the hands of the number one overall pick that often, that is quite an indictment. I say let the kid throw it against this Green Bay defense. Let's go. Give him a, he needs something going into this offseason. But see, that's what, they'd, that's what they'd probably be thinking. Of course, the Panthers want to showcase their quarterback who will look good and make them look good going into the offseason. But it's like, we want to win the game, flip it around and run it 44 times and use a bunch of wildcat and like, you know, old school 1920s. It's like an interim head coach. So maybe he's, yeah. He, he's a special teams guy, Chris Tabor. All right. Have a dog in the race here. So I am. Um, Packers would hurt the Bears. So I guess the loss, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, he has a dog in the race. It's the Panthers, right? He's not going to be named head coach. I, I can, I will. I never will, know. But I will made. wager my entire physical hey. body on that. Life is short. He he might only have this one chance. Let's have some fun. You can have win some fun games. this week if you who think would, he's in the race. Who would take your body, by the way, if you were to lose this? Tabor got the interim ripped up. Like where the NFL. Do, where would we send it? The NFL would just take it. And they already have it. Secret it away. They right. They already you. basically own it. They got you, bro. You're in the machine, bro. Uh, all right. I will grab uh, Washington at New York Jets. Uh, this is a uh, a dead butt game. Uh, nothing really on either side. I, I will point out that some of the rhetoric around Rogers this week has gotten on my nerves because it's already been such a lost frustrating year. He's catching a lot of strays and there's, he's like, kinda, and I'm not defending Rogers cause he is annoying and how he he's keeps going on McAfee, which is a paid engagement and just talking all the time. And then that gets aggregated and he, he becomes a story even when he should be so far out the rear view mirror and of course, he's not going to play. He's, he's not cleared. Uh, so we're not seeing that. I saw some kind of pieces out there that this is one of the most selfish things I've ever seen that Aaron Rodgers gave hope and, and led to the Jets on some level failing to get a backup quarterback because he promised he would be back. Let me tell you something about Aaron Rodgers or about the Jets, really. If you think the Jets messed up because of Aaron Rodgers saying he thought he would be back, no, you're giving the Jets too much credit. The Jets messed up because the Jets have no idea how to evaluate the quarterback position or their roster. And they thought Zach Wilson was going to be okay. That's why that happened. It's not because they thought, Oh, Aaron will be back. That's why we're not going to go get, I don't know, insert QB Joshua Dobbs here had nothing to do with that. And the, and, and, and the other thing is he was getting killed for because they moved him to the active or they moved him off IR and it led to a fullback getting taken off the roster. And like how selfish someone called him a, a pig for that. It's like, no, everybody relax. I get it. That fullback was moved to the practice squad. He's fully, he gets vested. He gets his salary and nothing changes for him. He wasn't going to play anyway. I just think he doesn't get the game checks though. He is, there is, it doesn't change how much money he makes. I saw that reported this morning. Okay. Um, I just think it's been a a rough season and and he's a big target and and I've gotten on Rogers a ton, but to paint these two things as signs of him being, a bad dude. I, I'm not really about it. That's Whatever they okay. say about Aaron Rodgers on TV is a lie. You know, like with Aaron I wouldn't Rogers, go that far, but 
the, the hard knocks experiment, like experience kind of changed how I felt about Rodgers. And I, I think you're stuck in a situation where you're, you're in a very frustrating campaign. Like there's a lot being said about you. Other players would just kind of go away. But when you're doing these paid media things week after week, it's like, in, it's inevitable that you're going to get caught in the crosshairs of some of this. And like, I don't know that it, I think the biggest thing is he's sort of saying next year won't be my last year. Yes, that, that, is. that I'm going to come back and play. And I want to give the, at least the Jets the two years I told him I give him. That was the news for me. Yeah, but I think the they're just. In terms of reporting throughout. We didn't. Uh, the media also didn't need to make it out to be as probable as they made it seem and as like heroic like i can't believe he's doing this i can't believe like whereas i've been saying on the show all all along i never believed that it would happen because it just why why would you never happened right it's never happened not and and rogers said as much this week he said like i'm not it's not gonna happen and he tried like like, he tried great i don't think that was untrue i think he wanted to do it yeah and he's a man who thinks very highly of himself and sees himself as different than others and he couldn't because right, it's never people were just like, this is so amazing that he even got that close. Well, how do you know how close it got? Maybe it got exactly the same amount of close as like right. it, it always gets. And that my, my point is, I don't think that affected jet Jets strategy at the quarterback position. I just don't. I think they just were lost in the woods in general. Quickly. Uh, the Jets are favored in this game. What? I mean, how that's how bad Washington, Trevor well, Simeon? Washington has been terrible. The I, last five I get it. They are below what? them in DVOA what? too. What? S- Simeon what? is what? the two worst quarterbacks that we've seen in the league this year. Tell me I'm wrong. Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. Simeon has been absolutely lost. I know that Washington commanders have a horrific defense. The Jets will not score more than 10 points this week. They the, just won't. They are minus one. 62. I think I'm going to have to take the commanders in an upset there. Seasons that need to end. Yes. Uh, All right. Last pick, Mark. All right. um, By default, I will take the Seahawks at Titans. Seahawks giving up two and a half points, minus 135 money line for Seattle. Um, Geno Smith, just about an hour ago, um, announced that he could have actually played Monday night. He believes he could have, and it was was rather nonplussed when Pete Carroll let him know that wasn't going to happen. So he's practicing. Mm. He's full go in practice. So I think like no controversy there. Drew Locke, one of the better in-game stories we've seen all year. I think that was a pretty great victory for Seattle to go do what they did. Um, but no question, Gino comes back. We don't know about right now, like as of today, um, Ryan Tannehill took first team rep practices. That also was just a couple hours ago um, for Tennessee. So I, I kind of think that's trending towards a Gino Tannehill matchup. We'll see. Um, there's a lot of injuries in this for both of these teams here. Uh, I, I think it was I, an old AFC East uh, clash back in the Oh, day. you're right. Well, wait. It's also eight or nine years later. Little Tannehill Gina. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, no way. The classic days of football, I think, is what you'd want to <laughs> call that. Um, you can run on Seattle. That's the one thing I'd say. I, 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 the, the Tennessee, you know, it's not been the greatest Derrick Henry season of all times, but that's your opportunity in this game. Titans have been a much different team at home. Uh, there's a chance here, but I the one thing that I find with Seattle that's been that's been like hopeful is that a couple months ago I was wondering what was happening with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I thought kind of was like the most surefire guy to come in and produce, and he was having an up and down year. He's now only three catches less than DK Metcalf, which says something about the DK Metcalf experience as well. But they're the only team in the league with three guys with 50, 50 plus catches, mm. so I like that for them. You know, this, the first time these two teams, these two quarterbacks faced each other, was in a game that. Geno Sims split reps with Matt Sims. 
someone I forgot ever took snaps at quarterback. Matson in the NFL. Yeah, yikes! Another of the uh, oh, it's UT guy, right? The Sims dynasty. That was Chris Sims. Oh, I don't know where Matt came from. I assume he was related. Who knows? Uh, Pete Carroll did make it clear, you know, Gino is the starter if healthy, and I think it was one of those where it was like. Gino would have been playing through an injury. What? It was like the Ozzy Canseco of the uh, Sims family. I, I guess I, so. I kind of yeah. forgot he, he looks ever... a lot like Chris. I mean, I mean I'm brother, sure he's they look related. A lot like, no, yes. they are. They yeah, are. Oh, yeah. They're related. Yeah. One, he was one a Google Jets search. quarterback for a number of years. They, I believe oh. Gino was benched in that game uh, for, for Matt Sims. Tough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ten years ago. Now he's back. He is going to be the starter. I like Pete Carroll making some bold decisions. I, I think he basically benched Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams wasn't even there at the game, we found out, I think, because even though Adams was on the injury report, I think they were doing that to, like, spare his feelings a little bit. What a mess. Um, They also benched Reek Woolen, which was interesting. Uh, And uh, I thought the Geno lock thing, how the two of them have handled it together is uh, enviable. That's what you want out of of, uh, your quarterbacks. We we have Drew Lock actually, after the game, giving Geno some love. Um, I appreciate him more than words can describe. Um, talking to me before that two-minute, you know, you're the best player on this field. You're going to lead us down this field right now. Go get it done. You know, just things like that, man. It's just, it's really cool. Definitely cool. This is like a, a minute and 40-second clip there, but it is fun. More little, than words than can describe, then I will go to use words to describe it. The little, Greg and Drew have said it all. I can't the, say The little symbols, else. the little, you know, back and forth. Gino and, was like, I thought the one thing about Gino in that game was like absolutely on yeah. fire, pumping him up. So that, The way they talk like, about each other, it's it's not... Uh, I saw him, I saw him looking for the camera, and then when he saw the camera, he was like, oh, you could do it, man. <laughs> you got this right here. I was like, okay, I see what happens. That's actually... Not true, but it'd be people are killing. Like this is a great situation for Greg. Like especially that that island game. I I, I don't I don't even check the stuff anymore for the most part. But like, people are killing Dan and I for not being like sunshiny enough about the Seahawks win. That is like I, all I remember Wait, was what are you talking about? You gotta put, like, stop worrying about these people. I'm You're not worried about, about it. I just I mean, incredible. Like we couldn't have been more. Are you positive talking about, about the subreddit again? Like, no, 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 no. Like, don't don't attribute to that. Those, specifically Twitter. That place. Oh, that was specifically Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Specifically okay. Twitter. Yeah. And it was I didn't get like, anything on Twitter. I did, and I was like, I, I think it's because I said I don't like the. It went down that seventh playoff thing where it's like, I don't oh, stop trying to tell me that you know this or that's like if they make the playoffs, they good got some for them. Who cares on offense? And this is a good matchup for it. And I know uh, we can get out of here. I, I do like them to win this game, although it's a little. I Tannehill worries me that like he might be an upgrade there from Will Levis. The CX are favored by two and a half. Money lines minus one thirty five. Well, we mentioned that. The uh, oh, my bad. Yeah. The, the, uh, you can hammer it home if you want. The. The offensive pieces are pretty exciting for whoever's playing quarterback at Seattle because Ken Walker, I feel like, is going to another level. When, and he is really, like, if you need a running back to just make something out of nothing, which is often the case, he can do it. And this is a tough defense to run against, but he, he was special on Monday night and really, to me, was the number one reason they, they won that I game. I think Charbonnet, too. Game. Yeah, he's a, good, them are... he's a great backup. It's a great tandem. All right, that is week 16. Like we said, this is the, it's Thursday. It's the Around the NFL triple header. So you got this episode. You got an NFL Plus. The Dreamatorium is open for business. Um, Mark and I this week, a two-hander. Yeah. What well, do you got in store on the, the old Dreamatorium? Am I supposed to say? Or no. Or meant to be a surprise? Well, actually, tease it. Tease it out. Uh, we've got a little bit of Detroit Lions um, storytelling and something on Baker Mayfield. Mm. Oh, I like it. What about you? Talk a little Drew Lock. 
Mm. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little uh, Romosance mm. in the booth. I like this tease. Um, also, yeah, hip-hop Santa. And also, we will uh, have the Thursday Night Football recap. So check that out. All right. Till then, uh, you know what you got to do. Heed the call. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.